0: To the Character Chronicles, The People Show. Check the post of Esco brought to you, Nebraska Spine Hospital. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to be honest with you. This show topic that I'm going to talk about today has been on my mind, frankly, since the game ended Saturday. So I'm sitting here on a Wednesday as I record this show. Adam, why have you sat on this show topic for four days? Okay, be- I'll tell you why. It's about which Nebraska football coaches may or may not be back next year. Who, which, which assistant coaches, which coaches on that staff, which one of their seats are hot, which ones are on fire, which ones are the hottest, so to speak. Here's why. Because I've been in the locker rooms with guys whose jobs are on the line, or, or they just they got let go. I've been in meeting rooms. My freshman year at Nebraska, after the bowl game, I got in the elevator, and I looked at Frank Solich's eyes as he was, frankly, crying. No idea why, I had no idea why. He gets off the elevator and I'm like, man, what's, what's, what's going on? You know, a couple, three days later, he not only fires guys he's been coaching with for years, but for decades. So, anytime I talk about a man, a father, okay, a provider for a family and their job security, I don't take it lightly because I've seen the inside of the buildings where football teams reside and how it affects people. So, I wanted to think about it, I wanted to let it marinate. I've seen other people put out articles on Monday, even Sunday or Tuesday. Cool. No problem with that. You do your thing, I'll do mine. So here's, here are five coaches that, in my opinion, their seats are pretty hot. There's probably about two their seats are on fire. Okay. And one of them, I call him my guy because I played with him. But let's start with the head coach, Scott Frost. Now, if I'm being fully honest, his seat's hot, but unless we go like three and nine or something this year, he's probably not going anywhere, okay? We we got to stop the coaching carousel that's been going on at the University of Nebraska football program, and part of that is you got to give him five years, whether you like it or not, whether you agree with me or not, okay? We've absolutely got to make sure that he either is or is not the guy, and it's up to him at this point to prove it with results on the field, okay? Not words in front of a microphone or anything else, results on the field. Okay. The honeymoon period has done Ben and over. All right. But you got to give him another year in my opinion. Also, if he's not the guy, you need to be able to show a legit head coaching candidate. Okay. Hey, yeah, we fired nine win coaches. We fire coaches after three years. Yeah. He was, Frost came in. He was supposed to be the, you know, the savior, so to speak. If it doesn't work out, I hope it does. Let me be very, very clear. I hope they win the last four games this year. doesn't seem likely, and I hope he turns it around next year. But if he doesn't, you got to be able to say, hey, we gave him half a decade. We gave him five years. That's the only way to attract a legit coaching candidate if, 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 hopefully not, but if, we have to let Scott go a year from now. Also, there's this little business matter of $20 million that they'd have to pay Scott if they let him go after this year. So I doubt if he goes anywhere. But the assistant coaches, especially some guys on offense, it may be a different story. You look at the quarterback's coach, Mario Vedusco. He's one of two coaches that I think they're pretty much on on fire right now, okay? And it's pretty much because of the inability, all right, of this offensive staff and the quarterback's coach, all right, and Scott's got to take some ownership of this as well, being the head coach, being the guy who runs the offense, calls the plays, and a former quarterback himself, but Mario Verduzco is the quarterback's coach, the inability to develop a consistent quarterback. We are three years and eight games in, all right, three years later... Right, we still haven't seen improvement from Adrian Martinez's freshman year. He took a noticeable step back his sophomore year from his freshman season, and then he didn't do anything to improve that stock his junior year. Now, at times this year, he's played really well. At times, he has not. Illinois, Minnesota, and the end of some ball games, the last five minutes or so. The difference between a pitcher in baseball and a quarterback on a football team, a pitcher in baseball can pitch seven, eight innings, Okay, and then give the ball to the closer the ninth inning to close out the game. Mm-mm. All right, football quarterbacks, you got to be able to close it out at the end. Okay, and he's got to find that consistency, and that a lot of that stems back from coaching as well. I mean, look at Tim Tebow. He had a job in the NFL for a while. He was the opposite. He was terrible for 55 minutes, and then he was a stud the last five minutes. Obviously, he's been unemployed for a while, but you get my point. Finding that consistency. Okay, just haven't been able to do it. All right, and Then you look at offensive line coach Greg Austin, my guy, a guy I played with, a guy I practiced against, a guy I went head to head with day in and day out and then went to war with on Saturday. I'm a fan of him, he is a great dude, and whether he's back or not, okay, I wish him nothing but the best going forward, whether he's back here next year or not, but let's be honest, his seat, along with Coach Fedusco's are probably the two seats that are the hottest right now in that Nebraska coaching room. All right, we got highly recruited guys on that offensive line. They are young. They are absolutely young. But they are talented guys, and we're in year four. Okay, the offensive line has struggled, and that comes back to Coach Austin. All right, next up is a guy that I haven't seen his name thrown out there a lot. Okay, so maybe his seat isn't as hot, but when I was looking at the coaches, I was like, you know what, He it occurs to me. The his seat needs to be at least warm right now. And that's running back's coach, Ryan Held. Now, I know Scott Frost loves this guy. I know he played with them. I know he is one of their best recruiters. Okay, it's probably the biggest thing he's got going for him. But when is the last time we had a consistent running back we knew was the guy? Or at least we had a running back who was the best running back on our team. Last year, our best running play was quarterback draw. This year, our best running play is broken play on one with Adrian Martinez playing Houdini when the play breaks down. Okay, so to me, I, I think Ryan Held's name could be brought up in this, is this as well. Another guy whose seat, those are all the offensive coaches, another, and I don't enjoy talking about any of this, but this is a results-oriented business. It's that simple. Okay, is another guy whose name could be brought up is outside linebacker and special teams coordinator Mike Dawson. Now, you start with the special teams. I mean, they have been horrifically horrible. I'm not using any stats right now because they're just depressing. I don't need to. We all know these areas aren't great. Okay. Special teams have been abhorred. All right. And then the the best special teams game we had was Northwestern, where special teams was kind of just taken out of the equation. They didn't have a whole lot of effect that night. But also the outside linebackers. I love Garrett Nelson. Caleb Tanner's got a lot of ability. Jojo Doma when he goes down there. I love those guys. But we have not gotten a lot of sacks this year. And there's, trust me, I know there's more to getting pressure on the quarterback than just sacks. But we have not gotten consistent pressure on the quarterback either. That's Coach Dawson's other area. While I love those guys, we've got to do better in that area defensively. So I'm looking at the quarterbacks Coach Mario Vaduzko, and if if we let him go, I'm thinking, you know, maybe maybe Scott Frost, being a former quarterback, the guy running the offense, calling the plays, maybe he could step in because a lot of coordinators or head coaches, well, a lot of coordinators coach positions. So maybe Coach Lubick and Frost could do that, and that gives us, I'm going to advocate for a special teams coordinator. That gives us the ability to hire a guy whose sole job is special teams. Or the other thing we could do is if we let go of Coach Dawson, if they choose to do so. Barrett Root coaches the inside linebackers. Why can't he coach all four linebackers? And trust me, I know inside linebackers is different than outside linebackers. A lot more pass rushing techniques are taught to the outside linebackers in a 3-4. But there's no reason he can't do that. That would free us up to have a specific special teams coordinator, which I'm going to say that we freaking need. Special teams have been horrid. I mean, my lord. Not just this year, but for years. Since Scott Frost has been here. All right, another, and here are two coaches that we actually need to make sure come back. Let's look at the other side of the coin. Travis Fisher, not only is he a great recruiter, the DB's coach, but he's also a coach whose name has been brought up for other coaching jobs. We need to make sure he comes back. Also, defensive coordinator Eric Chenander. I've already listed the five guys whose seats are, are hot. The two guys who probably got the hottest seats are Coach Redusco and Coach Greg Austin. Okay, but guys we need to bring back. DB's coach Travis Fisher, also Eric Chenander. All right, that defense has gotten better each and every single year since Coach Tenander's been here. Now, the past couple games, the final game stats haven't been great, you know, but also they were on the field for 38 minutes versus Minnesota and 35 versus Michigan. Okay, So we got to prevent him from getting poached to another school or even poached to be a head coach in another small school. And I hesitate to throw this last thing out there because I don't want to cause any sort of division amongst the coaches, but I get sick and tired of hearing that Scott's the only guy who can turn this program around. When he got hired, I said he was the best guy out of $7 billion, but I never said he was the only guy out of $7 billion. Bob Devaney started it. There's another guy. Coach Osborne took it to the next level for 25 years. So to reiterate, I hope Scott gets this turned around this year or next year, okay? So he can stay here for 25 years like Coach Osborne, but if he doesn't, okay? It drives me nuts when people say he's the only guy. Like, really? Out of $7 billion, Really? So here's the deal. There may be a guy in-house who's already proven that with what Nebraska has to offer, which is some great things and also some challenging things in recruiting, no worse than Kansas or frickin' Iowa or Wisconsin, though. He's already proven that defense has gotten better each and every year under him. Maybe Coach Jenander's a potential head coach down the road for Nebraska. I don't know. Just a thought. Okay. If the defense had played better the last two games for four full quarters, that'd be easier to throw out there. But I hesitate to throw it out there because I don't want to cause division amongst the coaches. But if that defense keeps getting better going into next year and the offense doesn't, you never know. Alright. Those are my thoughts. Am I cuckoo crazy? Am I spot on? Okay. Are there other coaches that should be on the hot seat? Alright. Was I unfair to some coaches? I don't think so, but I could be wrong. It's happened before. It'll happen again. All right, until next time, Husker Nation, go big, red, and always remember, throw the bones. Thanks again to our sponsor, Nebraska Spine Hospital. Ladies and gentlemen, when it's your spine, you do not want to mess around, and experience matters. That's why you can trust the experts at Nebraska Spine Hospital, the region's only spine-specific hospital. They are the best at what they do.